Hello folks and welcome once again to the Funny Mucks podcast brought to you by Comedy Live Northwest. I'm Peter E. Davidson, I'm your host for these podcasts and this is our second episode under this brand new regime of actually editing the stuff. So if this comes out a wee bit later than we had originally planned, it's only because we're just getting used to chopping and changing to try and give you the best audio experience that we can. If you could like and subscribe and please hit all the buttons uh, that you need to hit for that sort of thing. Don't hit the buttons you're not supposed to, like the ejector seat or switching your computer off. No, but instead enjoy this podcast. This is a good one, I think, folks. Darren McKay and myself are joined by the one and only uh, Kieran Flanagan. So please enjoy this podcast. Uh, we're going to try and get these out quicker and we're going to make amends so that when we do talk about gigs, even if uh, the podcast is delayed in coming out to you, those upcoming gig notices will still be prevalent. Yeah, it, it helps because as far as we know, not many people have a time machine. That's enough of a preamble from me. Please enjoy this week's episode. Comedy Live Northwest proudly welcomes you to the Funny Mucks Podcast. Now here are your hosts, the Funny Mucks. Hello and welcome to this latest issue, issue, episode uh, listening thing. <laughs> you made a mistake. I did uh, in the first sentence right as well. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to this latest episode of uh, Funny Mucks podcast from Comedy Live Northwest in association with Derry City Council and Straban District Council. Thank you for the money. Thank you very much. Did you get money <laughs> off Derry City and Straban District Council? Individual Artist Award to help promote comedy in the Northwest. Individual like Artist? I'm individually artisting you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that voice you hear, the one and only uh, comedian, performer, rare boy, the one and only Mr. Kieran Flanagan. You forgot raconteur. Raconteur, teller of tales. Problem solver. <laughs> Kieran's joining us today as well as my regular side piece. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> and we the legendary artist me later. The one and only Darren McKay, though, I was going to say that would be quite a revelation to come out. But after this week, you don't want anybody on talk shows coming out with any more revelation. Yes. So we're here to talk about all things to do with comedy in the Northwest and general ramblings. We usually start off and it's, it's supposed to be like, so what have people been up to since the last podcast? Primarily, it usually is a list of what further ailments uh, Darren McKay has developed since we last spoke. Doing all right this last week or so, but tonight, uh, coming here, I was eating my dinner and I bucked my cheek. <laughs> my, my lovely food just tasted a blow. What were you, what were you eating? Uh, a Soup. chop. Oh, the irony. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very irony. It's coppery. Hey. Yeah. Um, so, okay, apart from uh, taking a big chunk out of your own mouth, are you working fine apart from that? Oh, I, absolutely. I, uh, for one, somebody else is in worship. I've got gout, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Out <laughs> like Henry the Eighth would have. <laughs> so I said last week we we're going to do a podcast, so we'll put we clips maybe up on TikTok. Went over the youth mm. market, and we had Darren's surgical stocking and varicose veins last week, and now we have gout. Gout. You're asking yourself, Kieran, how is it that you have gout? And I attribute it to my robust dietary plan that I suggest you all follow, and it goes like this. All right, 
Wake up in the morning. Okay, can um, do that bit. Okay, about six thirty. Drink three no. pots of coffee no, before. <laughs> drink three pots of coffee before eleven o'clock. Okay, right? but don't eat anything until two in the afternoon <laughs> when you have a packet of uh, flaming hot Cheetos. Right. Right. Then right. don't eat anything then until your dinner, in which you eat the whole world, everything <laughs> in it. Right. Like Galactus would, and then have about six small meals between nine p.m. And five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That's that's an interesting that's an interesting diet. How do you treat gout fondly? With <laughs> derision. You're supposed to sit still. Oh no, that's not good for you. No, no. <laughs> that's like the worst. Thing. And also, you're supposed to not drink. Oh, okay. Right, so I'm double fuck playing. Yeah, that's not. Mm. Can I say fuck? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, so you've got gout. Darren's doing grand. Let's not overhead the pudding here. Oh, That's yeah, what well, just went for grand. Grandish. Be, uh, aye, grandish. I'm de- decent too. I'm just I'm back from Cardiff. Uh, the BBC were doing a comedy festival and there was loads and loads of guest speakers all about comedy writing. And you had Sharon Horgan was there, Jesse Armstrong, uh, Peter Bainham, Diane Morgan, uh, Jamie Dimitri, like just loads and loads of really great writers. Did, did you visit any Doctor Who sets? fucking gimp (laughs) (laughs) i tried um all right so i did that and that was cool and then came back and uh been doing a few gigs i think i have a number of big gigs coming up this week and now because of the unique way in which this podcast is recorded we're recording it now on wednesday the 31st so it will probably be out next tuesday (laughs) that's the future that's the future so there's a, a number of gigs coming up I'm very excited about but but they'll be in the past by the time you hear this. (laughs) On Sunday, I was up in the Sunflower with Darren Matthews, and it was me, Rogue Boyle, Finton, uh, Bobby Best travelled up in the Kiar. And then I was headlining the Pavilion on Monday, which was which was very nice. Adam Lachlan was emceeing, and I, I thought he was brilliant. Um, yeah, he was. It was excellent. Uh, him and a bunch of comics um, went on a ramble up Sleeve Gullion. Um, oh, I saw it, the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and all got lost, and it nearly descended into a Lord of the Flies style <laughs> situation. Who do you think would be the last man standing? Ross Mitchell. Well, yeah, Ross. <laughs> I think he, he would de- have... He could definitely fashion a femur into a club. Yeah. They were all comparing shins, how badly injured their shins were. And I was saying, you can tell the dairy man in a way with the big, the big calves. All us dairy folk have big calves, by the way. But it's funny, it was just like the three... <laughs> <laughs> the three of them were standing there showing all the various scars and things like that they had and it was like the whitest weediest version of that scene from Jaws <laughs> I was at the uh, Kosh yes you had oh, a, a oh sorry I, I forgot about Mara Felt on Thursday night brilliant night uh, big crowd and then then Friday night down the Kosh then and that was something else the crowd were really offered uh, it was Owen Colgan was the headline from the Hardy Bucks uh, I've never met him but he's a lovely fella he's, he's a lovely fella he's really nice he actually had he had this set earlier with people singing him happy birthday <laughs> so he was heckled <laughs> by happy birthday heckled by happy birthday was it his birthday it was his birthday oh, right, oh, that's that's good. Good. <laughs> but some random woman in the crowd started singing happy birthday near the end of his set oh you know how it is you're trying to build up that punchline and then people just start singing happy birthday at you Maybe if Owen Colgan had had happy birthday as his punchline, he wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> Just get him to rewrite all his sets so that every the punchline to every, every joke, joke yeah. is happy, happy just in case. Yeah. <laughs> 
I know it's weird, like, because it's the first time in ages. I know, like, any of the Belfast comics would be like, what? But it's the first time in ages having a couple of gigs close together. Yeah, yeah. It certainly does help. What about yourself, Kieran? When when are you next treading the boards? Oh, and when did you last? Last time was the Kosh, which was months ago. But I've been super busy with work and remain so until I mark another 180 GCSE papers, which is, I, I can't stress this enough, as tedious as you would imagine. It is like just absolutely, can't say what subject, can't say what board. Uh, okay. But it's the, Can we guess? It's the worst subject. <laughs> okay. All right. I've got it. I've and, got it. And it's yeah, the yeah. worst board. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to guess which subject and which board, if you just send us a stamp address envelope to why don't you at <laughs> Television Center. I just used a wit for the theme tune and then once it started, turn it off. Why? Because he was listening to the lyrics. Oh, right. Why don't you turn off your TV, TV set, set and do something less boring instead? And then right, I turned off but... my TV set and, and done something else. Well, you showed them. <laughs> oh, they told me. You always follow literally the instructions and TV theme songs. Uh, no, but I just took that one. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. I just, I write fair enough. Is there any other direct instructions you could take from from TV shows? You could always go where everybody knows your name. Thank you for being a friend. That doesn't really ask you to be a friend. It does. It, it doesn't ask you to be a friend. It doesn't give an instruction. It does, and then you have to travel down the road and back again. What about that party I threw and invited everyone you knew? The, the party's hypothetical. It's a hypothetical it's a, party. It's if... <laughs> that one is an instruction, and it's instructing you to attach a card that says, thank you for being a friend. But Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, and you have to have the biggest gift as well. What do you think the gift would be? Um, a fridge. A fridge. A fridge. I, we had a fridge one time with a, a dispenser, you no, know, like a water dispenser or ice or juice or whatever you want to put on it. Then you be. remember you have to put stuff on it all the time. So you just never had anything in it? No. I bet you had a soda stream with no fucking gas in it as well. I so did. I, say, I currently have a soda stream with no you gas actually, in it. Yeah, we had the very first way back in the, the Neolithic day. period. Yeah. yeah, so they were the, the beta soda streams that were just awful. That was just. Just where you got a wee guy from Chanty with a straw <laughs> to blow into your mouth. You may as well have. You know, that's how bad they were. They, they managed to trick people into buying soda streams when a guy delivered lemonade to your door. The main man. The main man. The I think it, it also helped because the main was stinking. Main was no, all right. No, oh, wait. Oh, I've just gone controversial know. here. There we've gone. No, there. You're, you're out of order here. <laughs> but it was always like, didn't they not have a bunch of rare... Like types of yeah, because he, he cloudy line. The thing was the if you were sick, you got the brown lemonade. <laughs> you got the brown lemonade. Most good. Mommy, I've done a done a case of the brown lemonade. <laughs> Help me. Just that sounds like a condition, not yeah, not actually a cure. They actually banned Lucas Aid from out the Galvin Hospital in the seventies because it kept curing everyone, and they were like, "We'll be, <laughs> ah, like, we'll be out of a job." <laughs> The, the reason why they banned it was because so many people brought in Lucasade, about 70% of the bottles fell and smashed. So they were constantly cleaning up sticky glass. I would like to see sourcing for these claims. I swear to God, it's a true story. Have you not ever looked at the end of Wikipedia entries and it just says, <laughs> swear to God, it's true. <laughs> There you go, uh, readers. So if you smash... Readers? Readers, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dear readers. Um, I'm listening to this in Braille. <laughs> Dear penthouse, I never thought 
I would be the type of person to bring a bottle of Lucasade into <laughs> Alton and Gallivan Hospital in the 1970s, but one day. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother went to the doctor and uh, she was told to drink plenty of Coca-Cola. Did they give any reason as to... No. No. Just, just drink, drink, plenty, just drink plenty, more Coke. Plenty Coca-Cola. Here's the thing. Did your granny just really like Coca-Cola? No. She didn't even drink it. But <laughs> <laughs> like, she didn't go to the doctor. She was at the vending machine. <laughs> but it's like all those things, you know, the, the old wives' tales and stuff. It just reminds me of a story, too, that my young father was sitting at the breakfast table one morning and his, his granny, my mother and her, would have been in the kitchen and her son... Her. Hold on, I've got lost now. Right. Your my son's son. granny's mother-in-law. No, my son. <laughs> right. He was drinking right. Coke. Shut up, I'm honest. Right. Right. Her. <laughs> my son and his uncle. But not your brother. But not my brother. We're sitting at a table. His uncle being the big Star Wars fan started doing Darth Vader over to my son and he put his hand out. The, the force choke. The force choke. And he was going... And my son saw that he was doing this and started to play along. So he was dealer. My son was a dealer on the table going. And his granny walked in and slapped the uncle in the back of the head and went, Jesus, Tom, don't be doing that. There was a wee boy killed in Galway doing that. <laughs> With the force? <laughs> what do you hear about Alderaan? <laughs> so brain lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where the fuck I'm going on this one. This one at all. You asked me about a gig and we went off in a direction. We did, we did, we went no, off on a Suffice it to say, I didn't book gigs for years and years. And then I did about 12 in about three weeks. And now I'm going to wait years and years again. <laughs> because it's a ball ache. So we could talk a wee bit, Kieran. You said about uh, not doing stuff for, for ages and things like that. But I've known you as long as the day is long. The day is as long as the day I, is like 34 years I, long. Like, but we've always been performing comedy. We have, we have. Through uh, uh, the sketch group, Love the Concept, comedy, 90s, also ran. Also ran. In the group used to be uh, Dennis Heaney, the master of Pratt Falls and Odd Voices. Off kilter, Antic. He got us to do his dad's annual conference. Corporate. Corporate. Was it in the Trinity Hotel? I yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah. <laughs> and we did Shiny Trousers, Make Me Pete White. <laughs> With a disco ball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was, um, that was good. It was it was good, but um, I still haven't been paid for that. <laughs> we were doing love the concept for about sixteen years. About that, huh? yeah. Mm. And then you started doing a bit of stand up on uh, your own. But you started you started first of all with a, a few characters. Yeah, I, I didn't, and I still don't think that I have anything interesting or worthwhile to say. Like you know, <laughs> so I thought I'd, I'd try doing it in a roundabout way also was a way to give myself something to talk about you know so rather than just saying oh you know here i am saying a bunch of things about me it was like here's the thing that i did that was a clever idea that was the uh the freebird the, sam- ronan, the, yeah. the, the samurai character so ronan freebird ronan as in r-o-n-i-n right ronan was a tribute to frank miller uh, oh, right. Right. that was like an irish samurai uh, so if you're um a samurai that's been found to be without honor yeah, you're running. Yeah, you're running. You have yeah. to wander the earth seeking atonement. Um, I thought, right, well, 
a, a good way to give myself something to talk about would be like to put out a call and get people to task me to do stuff. So I'll put like an ad in the journal. Probably got by leaving his phone number in the town. You know the... I, I also was looking for a dairy woman for companionship. <laughs> Perhaps a moment. And I got like various requests and I ended up not doing anything with it because uh, it, it was hard. And also... <laughs> <laughs> It was back in the day before social media, so you would have been like doing it. Nobody would have right. seen it. Yeah, it exactly. Was, yeah. It was probably about six years too early to do something like that. Yeah, and, before your time. And then, like, I just thought, well, I'll just try being myself for a while, and that was like, it was grand, you know. But this was like at a time when there was like three gigs in the country, and it was like Masons, a Pavilion, and well, there was the, the Empire. There was always the Empire, yeah, but the Empire. back then it was really hard to get on the yeah. Empire. So I thought I'd just quit a job at the time, and I was like. Yeah, fucking hanging around so i thought i'll go off and work in london and make a fortune uh being a sub teacher (laughs) and i I can do gigs every night of the week is it true karen that the streets are paved with gold they are yeah so i went off and i made a fortune as a sub teacher which is really fucking hard work (laughs) i ended up like very rarely doing gigs and the gigs that i did go into were like they're bringers i mean i know they they haven't brought that in here in northern ireland if they did, it would just be the death of the scene because people would be like, well, my mates are here because we're on the bill. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sounds and, awful. And then I, I was really good at being a sub-teacher. So I ended up doing that full time and all of a sudden I had no time for... That's hard in London because like, you spend so much of your time in London travelling across London. Every, every night out in London starts at the end. It's like you, you figure out how you're getting home. And then plan your evening backwards around that. I stopped that for years and years and years and years. And then it got to the point where it was like, all right, we're only going to be in London for another six months. And I was like, well, I better do something then. Yeah. And I was like, all right, what am I going to do now? So I said, I think there's a couple of courses. I'll try a couple of courses. You would go along and this uh, venerable old dude, he was just like a very nice guide in hand. And he was like, you will go and you will say the things and uh, <laughs> it will be true and it will be hilarious. And it was not. <laughs> it, was, it was not in most instances yeah. and then i went and did a second one which was really different which was all about it was all about generating material he would give you all these weird exercises he would squat say, thrusts star jumps well those would have been maybe better but like he says, Look, here's uh here's a load of common idioms go and make a joke out of them you know so we give you a list of like, like godliness is next to cleanliness he's like make that into make, joke yeah, yeah. yeah i was like all right godliness is next to cleanliness uh, the bible's next to mr sheen i don't know like it's, <laughs> it was just it's just but what he did do was like he did make you like put lots of stuff down yeah. lots on like pages and pages and pages like he'd give you homework and you'd, i want you to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this you'd send him like 20 lines or 20 jokes or whatever and it, it's you know we'd send it back with everything scored out which is hard to do in an email you have to go with like a lot of effort like, tip, it's the tipex it's, it's, it's an issue it's very hard to tipex he would send it back with like put those in the back of your book you know he, he said get yourself a book and write everything that's good in the back of the book and then like you know they would they would have a showcase night at the end of it you know and then i went and did a few more gigs and they were bringer cakes. <laughs> so back again. I was just like, I'm going to go. And then I didn't do anything for another three years. And I did like two gigs and then COVID happened. But so when you came back here, was there anything in particular where you're just like, I really want to do this again? Cunts would not shut the fuck up about it. 
just want peer to pressure. Stop peer talking pressure. about. Yeah. Uh, Good job we don't have you here yeah, talking about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so funny though. But before you left, and you were doing the two D course, and that's where I met you. I'll explain that just a wee bit for our readers at home. No, two D was the inaugural Northern Irish Comics Arts Festival, and then later became Comic City. So but yeah. that came out of we did a two D collective. I did this uh, how to make a comic book course um, I, I did it as well i and that's how we met uh, but also was was bobby on that course as well? bobby was on that so course as bobby well. best uh we, we used to go for a pint after and used to used to go on down to the and the comedy in missions he kept saying are oh, you coming to comedy the night now uh, i must get down to that i'd never i'd never been the reason why i'm on the comedy and doing stand-up is because i met him and bobby on the the 2d making a actual comic book and I'm five years this week. Five years tomorrow, aren't you? Five years or today. Is today? Hey! hey! Though, of course, this will be coming out next week. So, no. <laughs> old news, old news. So, congratulations, five years and one week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, your fault. So, in many ways, uh, us talking about it and trying to pressure you back into doing it is just pure revenge. Yeah, that's yeah. spite. Spite? It's well, that's, that, that is the driving force of most Northern Irish comedy. Powerful motivator. Also, when I found out that you actually get paid for it sometimes these days, that was like... Uh, that's a big difference. Oh, yeah, that's a big difference. A big, like, big difference. And also, similarly, there's more gigs nearby that you don't have to travel all the way across the country for. We're trying to explain that to Sean McAlevey, Kieran Franco, and Pete Giffen, who do the Are We podcast, but they play everywhere. And I remember Pete was like, in his first year, did 100 gigs. Right. Which you just couldn't do. I remember when I when I started, I read somewhere that I think it was Lee Mack says you you don't kind of know roughly what you're doing until you're about a hundred gigs in. You're still learning, but mm. you, you you can start to develop your voice a wee bit. And I remember back then going, oh okay, so by five years, <laughs> yeah, by five years. I think there's there's like way more gigs, but at the same time, I still. I don't like going to people and saying, oh, we can have a gig, please, you know, because it's, are people really insincere? There's no, I don't think there's any, like, well, there's there's definitely wrong ways to do it. If I'm, if I'm messaging someone, I do like to have, you know, at the very least, met them. Or been on the same bill, because a lot of the promoters are also performers. Uh, yeah, and don't and get their name right, too, because I met Jade. <laughs> <laughs> From, Jade, Jade Hamilton uh, of the Empire. And I went, hello, Jackie. <laughs> I'm sure she loves being compared to her dad. <laughs> My old friend Jackie Hamilton. Jackie, Jackie Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, well, then that's another career maker there. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose idea was that one? Was it <laughs> your was yeah. my idea. Did you know about this one? Refresh me, memory. We, we were trying to promote... Uh, the, a gig in the Foil Art Centre. A gig in the Foil Art Centre in April of 1998. So I said, Peter, uh, what if we send uh, the Hole in the Wall gang a video and tell them that we'll meet them in the Foil Art Centre car park and, gi- <laughs> and give them a hiding? A hiding. Like, uh, so we, no, 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 it wasn't just an, an old style beating. Uh, we did dress it up. I, uh, I made uh, a WWE title belt out of uh, paper. Paper. And the belt. And the belt. <laughs> uh, I was very into the WWF at the time. Now, still uh, are. Uh, no, I. I was very taken with uh, Steve Austin's use of the phrase "jackass." So <laughs> I said that I was the, the the comedy champion of Northern Ireland, and my name was Stone Cold Jackass Hamilton, <laughs> who was 
the only person who was promoting and producing comedy in North oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Pete, the pack rat that he is has got that video somewhere. We filmed it in the Field Day office. Uh, Field Day, the spiritual theatre home of Brian Friel and Seamus Heaney. <laughs> Declan Page pretended to be Paul Bearer and Kieran was uh, Stone Cold Jackass Hamilton uh, challenging the various members of the Hole in the Wall gang to fight in a car park. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were fairly thorough about it, right? yeah. uh, and we did we did send it off to him. Mm-hmm. We did, and they did watch it. They did watch it. Yeah, they sent us a, a very gracious letter back, <laughs> saying that we, we could not make it to the fight in the car park at the Foil Arts Centre. Technically, we, we won by default. Coward. Didn't we put that in the press release then? Yeah. No, it would have been a fair different t- different t- times. Different, different times. Times. This was at the height of the troubles, Peter. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't actually. It was just before the. Uh, and about Good Friday Agreement. The Good Friday Agreement. So we'll, in many ways, the precursor to yeah. the Good Friday Agreement. I do remember years and years later when we did the opener for the Big Tickle Festival along with Steve Cummins. And Steve was told the story of this, this video. <laughs> yes, I do remember what he said. That was a very bold career-making gambit that you pulled there. Very brave. <laughs> very brave. See, you were ahead of your time again. Social media would have had that. That, that would have blew up. That would have went viral. Yeah, it's a pity I'm old and spent now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do have to have a big social media presence these days. That's the only way it seems to be that to get past the having to ask people for gigs. If you have a massive following on social media, people will start asking you for gigs. Our, uh, people are age. We, we should ruin every platform. We, we've we done were, our best. We've ruined Facebook for the young ones. So they all jump ship. Now everybody's starting TikTok. They'll clear off from there now too. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for us, Twitter is unruinable. Oh, yeah, I heard that. All right. <laughs> but t- Twitter used to be good. I know you were saying that thing about firing jokes out. It did used to be quite good for that. Darn you, fire out jokes just all the time. Yeah. It's, it's a process. You see somebody like Johnny Bow, and they, they go up, and they, they, Johnny does this like it's, it's 10 or 12 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever, and it's, mm. all, it's all one liners, and they're all just like bang, 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 bang. And you have to imagine, what did he look at and say, no. I'm sure it's a big percentage because you have to have that hit rate oh, with I... it. Because if you if you drop, if three don't land, you're really swimming against it then to try and get people back. I think it was just, was it, I think it was chatting to you about it, that I kind of want to try and write a few more joke jokes. Not, to, not necessarily to do on stage, but just at least to pepper up that side of writing again. My goal is to try and go more s- surreal. No, they actually paint a picture and create a world where it couldn't exist and it doesn't sound plausible, but you're, once you tell the story, you're in. Well, you've got that bus inspector murder Yeah, yeah, murder story. mystery thing, yeah. Yeah, but it has no punchline. <laughs> Shots never stopped me. Oh, it has, uh, it has yeah. stopped me quite a lot in my career. And what about you, Kieran? What what would you kind of like? Because you, you said you'd gone through, you did sketch comedy, you did a lot of performance that way. You've I done... kind of feel like I'm back at the beginning again. What I really want to do is like really long form jokes about critical thinking and conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But I don't know how to do that and so i'm just having to go through the process of figuring out as it go along it's really weird because because i don't know i don't know what it is i want to say yet like for me sometimes a van will say okay you've got a new show coming up but what is it you really want to say in this show and sometimes for me it's like well it's actually 
the experiment for me is this show is Guns N' Roses was storytelling type show. Fopical was topical humour and it was trying to just flex that muscle a bit. Peeved was all about trying to do more observational comedy. So for me, sometimes it's not necessarily about what I want to say, but what can I do within that art form? I'm still trying to figure out what my voice is. You know, I'm generally speaking, like I'm a, fa- I'm a fairly gregarious fellow, you know. But the stuff I thought that- you were a Catholic. <laughs> the, the the stuff that I do in Sound Stage is not it's like I, I try not to smile or joke and I don't know I don't know why it ended up like that because that's not what I'm like Kieran does a section uh, called Rare Boy about the many times over his life he's been called a rare boy and to me that is the most you yeah I've ever seen you yeah, but, but that's see. because it's a list <laughs> of things that's, yeah. that happened to me. Well, sometimes that's just the yeah. yeah. I, I think the the character is that like uh, I am the only sane man in the world, and I have seen it for all these years. And these are the ways in which I have seen these things. And it is you <laughs> in the audience that is the fool. But I, I don't want to do a lot of stuff in in the parish because I feel like I've sort of. You've done everywhere? Well, I I have done everywhere, and I don't like repeating myself. I think also similarly when you're getting back into it, there is that thing of building up that bank of material again so that you can do that. Basically, that's why I do that exercise at at Chicken Box every week now, the writing, the set on the night. And the reason for that is is because... It's a really economical way to steal other people's material. No! <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, but no. I, I liked it when your man, uh, second, he said, and then you just do that joke that he said. <laughs> <laughs> but better. <laughs> Honestly, it, it has helped because yeah. it definitely gets the juices flowing. And I've picked a couple of wee bits out of what I've said. And, and I'm going to keep those for something that might work later on, you know, but... Mm. Definitely, uh, the more you're on stage as well, it just and even when I was on Thursday night in Marafelt and I did this near enough the same set on the Friday night, it was far better on the Friday night. It's it's like going for a large run without having one yeah. up beforehand, yeah. and if you've done it a little bit, you're you're suddenly more aware, so you can course correct when it comes mm. to the second night. Okay, um, so let's talk about gigs that are coming up that will have passed by the time this podcast comes up tomorrow night, which is last Thursday. Um, <laughs> Brickworks is back for June and we have the brilliant Billy Kirkwood from Scotland coming back really looking forward to that there's a comic called Nathan Owens who's going to be our opener our midsection as well we've got three of the best so we've got James McKegney we've got Pete Giffen and Bobby Best and then I'm back in dailies on Friday for the first mm. time I think in 10 years <laughs> so that's Shane Todd's playing there so it's sold out in about 10 minutes Bennigan's will be back Bennigan's will be coming up by the time this is over, so that'll still work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always worth checking out. I know the Kosh will be back at the end of the month with Paddy Raff, uh, and then we are back in July as well. But also, uh, we're going to be doing Comedy Live Northwest. is going to be putting on some comedy at Stent Hall this year, so mm. very excited about that. That's uh, the first week in July. Tickets still available, great lineup. Is there anything anybody would like to promote or sell by sell or anything they'd like to talk i need a job <laughs> uh we'll see what we can do on that front kieran and uh, we'll, we'll work on that but can i just say uh big thanks to our guests for joining us today we had one and only darren mckay everyone uh, and the one and only kieran flanagan there ain't gonna be no rematch <laughs> 
Okay, thanks for listening, folks, and uh, see us. Uh, next one will be out in two weeks, and we'll see you then. Bye. The Funny Mucks Podcast is brought to you by Comedy Live Northwest in association with Derry City and Strabane District Council. You have been listening to Peter E. Davidson, Kieran Flanagan, Darren McKay. This episode was produced and edited by Peter E. Davidson. Please follow Comedy Live Northwest on Facebook and Instagram and keep supporting local comedy. Thank you.